Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode. And today we're here with a really amazing guy. His name is Jeremy. He is, I guess I the know. easiest way to describe it, uh, all things V-Friends, like the ultimate <laughs> V-Friends insider, um, insider community leader, awesome guy. Uh, how are you doing yeah. today? I'm doing great. I am so pleased to be here. Uh, happy to unofficially represent V Friends. Want to be clear, I'm not <laughs> on the team or employed or anything, but I'm a big fan and have yes been building building within that community for nearly a year. So we're off. I'm doing great. So, so you know, obviously you haven't had V Friends your entire life. So you had a career, I'm sure, before you ever even heard yes. about NFTs. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I. Throughout high school, was pretty good at math and science, so I just sort of like folded into a science degree in college. I went to community college for neurobiology, and um, I had just started performance art acting a couple of years before that. And I found myself in this weird crossroads where all of the courses for science were impacted, and all of the courses for performing arts were not. So I, I was presented with the choice of doing two years and changing to an acting major, or three years or more at a community college. Mm. And I chose acting. Uh, so I, for the last 10 years, have done performance art on stage, off stage, uh, prop and set building, stage management, sort of really anything and everything in live performance, a little bit of film here and there. And um, usually to pay the bills, I would teach. I did a lot of uh, arts education for kids, mainly like 13 and, and younger. So I did that up until the pandemic. Yeah, that was my career. And then, uh, you know, our live performance outlet got totally shut down. And I sort of relied on my um, craftsman type of skills. And it was doing a lot of handiwork yeah. during the pandemic, um, like odd jobs, moving jobs, changing doorknobs, mounting televisions and things like that. Um, then I was a, a waiter for a few months. Well, actually, I, I started my waiting job the same week that Friends came out. And so I did that for about three months until I left my job to go full time into NFTs, which was last September 2021. Yeah. So let's talk about you kind of finding V friends. So were sure. you a Gary V follower well before then? When did you kind of first hear that? I was. And maybe just for your audience that may not know what V friends is, maybe do they? Or you've been talking about it on the podcast? We've been talking about it quite a bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I had been following Gary Vee since probably 2015. The first video I saw from him was wow. a keynote to a class on entrepreneurship at USC. And it was just so funny because he's got that Gary energy, right? But he came into this entrepreneur class and was like, yep. I don't think you can teach entrepreneurship. So this is awkward. And so immediately <laughs> I was like kind of drawn into his comedy. And the things he was saying just really landed on me. Um, as a performer, most of what I've done is puppetry and clown art, which is street performance, improvisation based. And so a big part of that is self-awareness, right? Like physical self-awareness, being able to like take right. cues from the audience and contort and use my body for comedy in ways. And so watching Gary's content really helped me level up that physical awareness that I had been developing into like a more um, social and personal self-awareness, you know, like are you the number one or are you the number five? Like, are you better as a right-hand person? Are you better as a creator, as a writer, as a, a hype man? You know, whatever it is you want to do. 
And so that gave me a lot of um, space for thoughtfulness. And so I was grateful for him, followed him on and off for the next five years. Wasn't really paying attention when BeFriends came around, but I had a friend who was like in it, you know, watching Gary Vee all the time. And, uh, and I had introduced that friend to cryptocurrency in February. And so when Gary started talking about his NFT project in April, he, he brought it to me. And that's how I found the project. You know, had you bought another NFT before VFriends? No, no. I had uh, I had been dollar cost averaging, you know, buying a little every day of Bitcoin and Ethereum yeah, yeah. since January of 2021. Te- technically like the December 29th or something of 2020. And um, so I had accumulated about 1.5 ETH. And, and I had never purchased an NFT before. I knew it was like a unique thing. And I have a vague memory of like crypto kitties coming on my radar back in 2018 or 17, but I never really uh, sought it out any further. And, and be friends, the heart trooper that I have, the heart trooper number seven of 20 was the first NFT I ever minted. Yeah. So, um, how long have you been in like the crypto game? Since that time, December of uh, 20, mm, right, December 28th, right, right. 2020. So you heard about Kitties? Yeah. yeah, I heard about it, but I didn't understand so it. I had a friend. Just vaguely, like... Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't even tell you the details. Uh, it was like one of those flashy headlines that was like, people are uh, selling Kitties for like thousands yeah. of dollars. And at the time that was like you uh, know, dozens of ETH. But I didn't understand it. I ha- did have one friend in 2017 who called me and was like, just really passionate, was like, get a Coinbase account, buy Bitcoin, like, you know, like that sort of, I think many people have a yeah. story like that. And so I put $150 into Bitcoin and Ethereum at that time um, and then watched it go up and down. And I just totally forgot about it. So I, I had a tiny bit from <laughs> from that from those days. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had purchased it you never halfway. Really yeah, I, 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 I didn't do my yeah. research. I didn't, uh, it just wasn't the right timing for me. Yeah. Kamel was one of those people. We were actually right before this going through his <laughs> old videos from, he was, yeah. he was in YouTube. So we were going through his old videos of him like in 2017 <laughs> talking about Bitcoin and stuff. I so thought he was, he wow. was one of those people. But wow. So let's you were talk buying about the Bitcoin V-friends. in 2017? So what? Did yeah, I hear that I right? Was, um, buying Bitcoin? I was making YouTube. Yeah. I was buying Bitcoin and making YouTube videos into the, in 2017 on my YouTube channel. And it's I've been doing crypto based content for almost five years now. Nice. And oh I um I'm God. I'm not even I'm not I'm not, the funny thing is I'm not even 13 years old yet. I'm turning 13 in like wow. a month. So I got in at around eight nine years old. That's when I got in. So yeah, it's it's been an awesome journey. Congratulations and. Can I can I ask? Like, did you hold most of the Bitcoin you were buying? Yeah, most of most of the Bitcoin that I bought Let's, is still locked away. Oh. Right? Still locked away. The, yep. V- yeah, and yeah, man, you to, to you, my time. friend. Good choice. <laughs> you made a good really choice. good move. We were talking about this before. Kamea made a really. What was that move that you did? The one crypto that you made like a lot, a lot, a lot of money on. Uh, just. Just clarify, because I've been in like I've like traded a bunch of. You've done this before, yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah. there was experimenting for five years. You're you're (laughs) not even thirteen years old, and you are like you're five years ahead of where I'm at. 
like and and many no, many like, many others i should be yeah, interviewing many you different right things. now like, <laughs> <laughs> no no this is this is all about you you're very awesome like we, i'm not the one own i don't own any v friends you're the one who owns the v friends so but like at some point i owned like 2019 i bought like a hundred thousand doge as as a joke as a joke uh, as a joke and if nice. i held that if i had that if i held that that would have been pretty crazy but you know it was just <laughs> you live and learn journey. yeah i remember i bought yeah, you somebody turned me on a doge at like under one cent and i put like ten dollars in it as a joke and then it was a thousand <laughs> by the end of the year i was like taking that money off the table <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so let's talk about your friends journey so you know yeah. you were sitting there you had this eth accumulated with this gary v guy who you really, really liked, and he was coming up with the NFT project. You kind of put that trust with him, and mm-hmm. you you want to buy it, right? What made VFriends so special? Was it Gary himself? Was it mm. the utility? Yeah, VFriends, VFriends is, is such a unique project into itself because, like, for a couple reasons. So I was ready to buy VFriends before I knew what it was. Like, my, mm. me, my friend Tyler, and my friend Alex we were all we were all like into crypto together not like deep but we're like this is a good investment vehicle like let's get involved so when this rolled around it was like should we spend our eth on an nft like had it not been gary v there's no way we would have had the the conviction so like when he said he was doing this and he said 0.5 to 1 ethereum we were like okay we're going to jump then on may 5th and they revealed the whole concept, like V friends, intellectual property, V conference for three years, all of that, that just made a lot of sense to me personally. And I think to my friends as well, because we're storytellers. So we understand that like a character like Patient Panda can exist in hundreds and thousands of stories in different scenarios with different yeah. characters. And like these things will be built out. And you have Gary V, who has the track record to suggest he can actually pull this off um yeah so yeah that was that was like kind of the deciding factor for me even before it was v friends and then v friends was a good idea and we're like it was a perfect harmony i know Kamei has something to say but real quick <laughs> what was that feeling if you can think back to that when you were sitting there with your eth your metamask wallet maybe looking at it about to mint was it a feeling of nervousness i bought my first nft a few weeks ago uh and it was oh, like a lot yeah. of confusion for me like was it confusion, nervousness, a sense of fear, excitement? All of the above. All of the above. Because here's the other <laughs> thing that happened is it was like it was 0.5 to 1 ETH for weeks. And then like the week of the mint, Gary was like up to 3 ETH. And we were like, hold on. That's a really big difference. And so my three yeah, friends, yeah. we all pooled our ETH together with the hopes of just getting one. And we were like... There's three years of VCon. We'll each go one year. Even one is better than zero, basically. Turns out it's a Dutch auction. We were all able to to get one because um, we waited until it dropped below one ETH. But like that first buy was like nerve wracking. Like I had never I had never like confirmed in my MetaMask to pay gas before, which now feels like a really mundane or common thing to do but it was the first i knew about gas fees didn't understand them but i knew about them but i had never had to pay for them before so i was like yeah i don't care what it is like confirm it was i was like maybe 50 to 100 bucks (laughs) you know but like 
when when you're accumulating ethereum and it's new you don't want to let any of it go to just gas yeah and so like yeah you yep. you, you learn it's part yeah. of the ecosystem mm-hmm. yeah when you like first hear about uh like crypto you're just like like why am i paying <laughs> like like the, like a lot of my like because i bet if you're a kid getting into it, especially like you're like at the like at the point like sometimes gas can be like up to upwards to a hundred dollars and they you're probably thinking yeah. like i don't want to spend all my money paying just gas fee instead i want to buy this cryptocurrency or buy this nft i don't want to spend this money but then later on you learn um that's just it's just a common thing that's happening and you now whenever you're a person you just you take that into account you are like do i have enough to do a gas transaction all that stuff so yeah, yeah and, I mean, and it's like I anything like... else <laughs> well it's just like anything else like there are costs to play like in business you have yes. to spend money to make money like if you want to drive your car you have yep. to you have to have gas in the tank there there are like overhead costs <laughs> associated with everything and it's just if you don't understand why you have to pay if you don't understand nodes and miners and how the network mm-hmm. functions then it feels like it's like just a random fee but it's actually like Mm-hmm. it's literally gas for the network yeah. you're paying for the power you know so exactly yeah and yeah i mean like if you take bitcoin back in like 2011 2010 it costed quite a bit of money because like it wasn't that much like it wasn't that popular it wasn't easily mm-hmm. accessible any beginning cryptocurrency it was hard to get a hold of and that's why the people that got in at that time put they, they researched they learned how to get it into it and they had totally. to spend some money. Like you have to put in money in order to make money. Like there's not really any way that you can make a, a large amount, like a significant amount of money without putting in anything, risking anything first. And absolutely, you know, I, I feel like everyone, I feel like everyone has like a similar story when it comes to the, to V friends, because, um, you know, I heard about V friends. I was a big, I, mm. I knew about Gary V like back from 2019, 2020. And I was going to the, uh, this was like near, this was like a, yeah, it was like near the start of COVID. This was like a bit like in maybe late 2020 or in the midst of 2020 when he was kind of pitching it. He was kind of talking about it and kind of learning about it. And I remember yeah. driving to the barbershop to get my hair done. And I saw it on a Ryan Recommended because I was subscribed to Gary Vee. And I clicked on it and it was mm-hmm. him talking about friends. And I kind of just thought like, oh, there goes very Gary Vee again on his next on his next mm. adventure to do something new. So, you know, <laughs> but now, like, it seems like hey. anything, if Gary Vee wants to do something, he'll find he'll find a way to do it, no matter, like, he'll find a way to get into the into the niche, into the project. So, yeah. It's I an, think that's true. I mean, awesome Gary project. definitely has that kind of, like, wild card superpower. You know, like, his <laughs> drive, his conviction, his, like, belief. Yep. In, in a lot of cases is enough to like push things forward. But, you know, I also don't see him jumping onto a lot of projects or businesses or initiatives that yes. don't have some sort of merit, you know, like, yeah. like, and don't feel bad because like, look, I minted V friends and I still underestimated this whole thing. Had I known <laughs> that like a $4,000 investment was going to turn 15 X, I would have called my mom. <laughs> I would have called my brother. I would have called like random people from college yeah. that I don't speak to anymore. Like you just, you just could not have known. And even today, people are still underestimating what who Gary is and what he's doing. You know, we're less than a year into this project, and I kind of have to write a balance, right? Because like, 
I've been reporting on Bfriend, sort of like bringing the most current information forward. And so it's easy for me to get to be a little bit of like a, like an acolyte, you know, like, oh, Gary can do no wrong. Like there's a long-term vision. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and and like, so it's a balance. But the reality is like VFriends is built different. Like they're playing a game that is <laughs> how can we make it so that people being born today are going to live in a world where VFriends are everywhere and yep. in parts of all different culture. They're not worried about the financial return. They're worried about value to holders. And I think, yeah. especially with NFTs making such a significant move in the last 12 months, we're not going to really know what that looks like for a number of years. And then we'll be able to look back and be like, oh yeah, you know, these projects were actually sort of setting the foundation. VFriends was setting this foundation in this way because they were going there, you know? Yes. Yeah. So all I that mean, to like, say, um, like, don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> VFriends yes, is yes, forever, yes. you know? You're <laughs> you're you're about to be 13. Yeah. You you could you could buy a VFriend when you're 50 and you'd still be early. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I mean like Gary V, it's really interesting his fan base. Like 50% of people probably like hate despise Gary V with their whole heart. Then there's the people sure. that like they like support him or like they listen to his stuff and it's like it's very interesting how he is because he's like equally hated as how he is like very supported and all that stuff because he does a lot of things. So uh, back to yeah. back to you, Ben. Yeah, like I feel like at this point with V friends, my approach with it is like whatever it is that Gary V is talking about or is trying to sell you, you if it's within reason, you buy it because <laughs> I've every time I've put money into Gary V in Uno cards in. <laughs> Book games, I've always even done hoodies. really well. Those random hoodies yep. are reselling for like three times. But but let's also be very clear that there are a lot of things out there that people say Gary V supports that he doesn't actually have anything to do yep. with. Yep. Yes, yes. And and there's a lot of buying what Gary V says to buy without either needing the product or service for yourself yep. or doing absolutely no due diligence is a mistake. It doesn't matter how much money oh, yeah. you make buying uno cards without doing your research like congratulations oh, yeah. but yeah. that's a that's a that's losing in the long term i'm not saying this is what you're doing yeah. I'm just saying for everybody listening like even yeah. though gary yeah. has has a high batting average he does occasionally miss with his own projects oh, yeah. tends to miss a lot less but nonetheless like right he's, you know he endorses a project every month or so and had you bought every single one you'd be way further up than you would be down but i just want exactly. to be clear like yeah. people should do their due diligence Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Just like how Dior, just do your own research, guys. Don't take mm -hmm. Gary V's word for literally anything. Yeah, yeah. And even though he has a track record, track record, it doesn't matter. Just do your own research. Do your own, like, do your, yeah, as you're saying, do your own due diligence. Learn about the thing that you're investing in. Don't go in blind because then when something bad happens, you don't know what happened and all that stuff. Because, like, you know, the scammers, all the different scams are getting more advanced. The techniques are getting harder. The different things are happening. And mm -hmm. it's really, really hard to keep up with all the different things that are happening in the crypto world. Unless you're like Gary Vee, who like works. A, he like does a lot of research every single day. He saves his time yeah. by swallowing his gum, saving a couple of milliseconds. <laughs> and he does a bunch of different things. That's how. That's why he's able to find these projects that like end up doing that. But like do your own research. 
don't yeah. trust verify the sources you're listening to here and, here's another yeah, thing you, and, and then and then i'll pass it back to ben which is like yeah. gary v eats his own dirt like it's easy to look at Gary V today and say, oh, the guy has 60 CryptoPunks. He must be so wealthy. That's amazing. He must have been early. He aped in or whatever it is. He got insider info. Yeah, somebody told him about CryptoPunks. But look at his story, which he's told in many interviews. And he yeah. researched CryptoPunks for weeks, for like four to six weeks before buying his first CryptoPunk. And then he went, pot committed you know he he i think he bought like 30 or 40 crypto punks in a matter of a week or so so he like yep. did the research got into ethereum understood blockchain the history of crypto punks what it was what it wasn't and then moved he didn't like he didn't get a tip from kevin rose and just throw i mean they were like 20 to thirty thousand dollars at the time so it was but it was still that's a lot of money especially for a guy like Gary Vee who yeah. has this like yeah. immigrant background and like, you know, lived in, lived a, a youth where like saving every penny was part of the ethos. So like, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice that he, he talks the talk and walks the walk. And if you want to like walk like Gary Vee, then you should, or talk like Gary Vee, then you should walk like him too and do your, do your research. Go, sorry, oh, yeah. Ben, go ahead. Exactly. Oh no, all, all good. All good. Uh, yeah. But, it, it is really, really cool just following this journey of, of mm. everyone in the space and all these projects. But I really want to get into, you know, like you said, no one expected, you know, even in their wildest dreams for V friends to be as big and as expensive, you know, to be frank, as they are now. Yeah. And I know they were kind of, they were stable for a while. And then they suddenly, you know, popped, you know, yes. when you woke up one day or saw a tweet, the V friends is now worth like $30,000 on the floor. What was your mm -hmm. reaction? I didn't have much of a reaction because I'm not looking to sell my V friends. And, and that's a weird mental game. It, the the, the oh, reaction yeah. <laughs> comes when you get the open C emails that are like, you've been offered 15 Ethereum. Uh, like at one point, the highest offer I got was like 22 Ethereum. I could literally press three buttons and cash out like, $70,000 and I was oh, yeah. like like that's a bit of a mental burden but as as I it was so early in my understanding of these things that I, I didn't I didn't know what to expect so I wasn't surprised you know what I mean and then and, and I was waiting for VCon so it's like I'm not going to sell this before VCon so it's not like I really had a quandary I was just uh, that's um, true I was, I mean, I guess to a certain degree, I was just dumbfounded by why, but I was starting to understand more how these become collectibles, how they become artifacts and how the digital ownership really does matter. And that's the thing that like hasn't hit the mainstream, probably won't for several years is like digital goods, like digital goods and services have always been a thing, but now you have true, like verifiable ownership of them. And that's kind of a paradigm shift that I think most people, if you if you haven't participated in crypto at all, you just haven't actually experienced. Yeah, it, it is like, because my thing is, me and Kamea and most kids are growing up right now mm. and who are actively involved in the NFT space and like all these things like, you know, crazy prices of CryptoPunks at this point kind of feel normal. Yeah. 
you know, like reading on Twitter about, and so, mm. which I find kind of fascinating. And like I tell my parents, you know, and, and they'd be like, wow, really? Or like my grandma came in town and I was ta- I was educating her about NFTs and she was like, what? And she was just like mind blown with this. Yeah. Um, Why? And <laughs> Exactly. So it, it is really, yeah. really, really cool just uh, growing up, growing up in this environment. Uh, Kamea, do you have a question? I, I got a question for you. So my question is, so we know that you own a bit of v, uh, some V friends. My question is, yeah. what is your favorite V friend that you own? Like, what's your favorite one? And then what is your, like, what is your favorite one that you don't own? Like, what's your dream one? If you could, mm. like, if you could get it, what, which one would you buy? So my favorite V friend is the Heart Trooper. It's this sort of um, empathy-driven stormtrooper concept. You know, instead of like a mass army of mindless killers, it's like a mass army of like open-hearted, empathetic troopers. Um, so that's the one I own, and that's my favorite because I've grown attached to it. As for the favorite that I would like to own, that is a that is a really tough question. I will say. My first inclination is the very, 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 very lucky black cat, which is the mascot, which carries a an exorbitant price in the market. And um, and it's just very charming overall. Um, so if I could if I could have my choice, I think I would go in that direction. And my my second pick would be uh, the motivated monster, which I really love, too. That that's that's crazy. It's, it's it's interesting to see. Yeah, I see why you would want the like the very 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 lucky black cat because <laughs> mm-hmm. really <laughs> Gary, it's really like he just flips the thing where it's like typically black cats are seen as like a bad luck, but he's the very exactly. very very lucky, and that's literally like the that's like the mascot on top of the F. It's the very 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 lucky mm-hmm. black cat, so and he he I did that on purpose. He set that up so that he could use V friends to flip the script. Like he's literally going to change the brand of the black cat over the next 40 years. That's, that's his stated intention. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. So, you know, you're obviously very, very ingrained in the, in the Gary V V friends ecosystem. Uh, probably yes. one of the most knowledgeable people. And so, so based on that, do you have any, you know, we've seen Gary do a ton of things from the, I can't say it, the wines, the, the empathy elephant, Chardonnay, yes. whatever, the, the wines. The Cabernet uh, Sauvignon, yep. Empathy yep. wines. Cabernet Sauvignon uh, to the the giraffe, the, the, the what's it called? Yeah, they just dropped the giraffe preview friend. for a genuine giraffe hoodie. Yep, the Uno yep. cards. Uh, or, done. or the carrots, Uno cards. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any bold predictions for, for other than the things we know, like VCon and, and book games, do you have any other bold predictions in, in these next few years for different ways he's going to kind of use VFriends? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how bold they are because I think all of these things are to be expected in, in large part. But I think we see children's books. I think children's books and cartoon animations are going to like dominate the rest of the decade. I think we'll see major motion pictures. I think we'll see backpacks. I think we'll see mobile games. I think we'll see like console video games. I think we'll see, you know, over enough time, like VR metaverses. Um, I think we'll see Halloween costumes and, you know, 
basically anything that is valuable for the consumer that like develops emotional investment and care for these characters will be an avenue for V friends to, to show themselves. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. It's me and Kamara's dream is to be able to buy a V friend one day. And so, yeah, it'll be really, really cool. And I'm sure there's, is there anything that would ever get you to sell your V friend? Uh, yeah. 100 ETH. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. 100 ETH. I mean, it's not it's not reasonable either, but um, you know, for me, I, I hope I hope I don't have to do that. Like my NFT journey in terms of like buying and selling other collections is just doing everything I can to not sell the V friend because that money would even the money today would make like a significant change in my life. Um, but with Vcon and now who I am in the V friends community, like I don't I I want to avoid that at all costs. So, um, but. 100 ETH, especially at the current floor, happily take that money, buy a couple more V friends, pay for my wedding, take a vacation, <laughs> you know, do things like that. You can that. do whatever you want. That's like, well, not what, quite whatever, what it, but, on, but like more, than, more than enough to be happy. Yeah. That would come out. How much is that USD? 100 ETH? Uh, it's like $300,000. More yeah, or less. Yeah, that's, you know. That's a lot. But all right, our last question lot. to you. I know you have to get going. Yeah. If you had one piece of advice to give to our audience, teens who maybe don't have, you know, enough to buy a V-Frame, but are on their way, sure. what would be your advice to them? Uh, just generally, I would say, like, take your time. Like, be tenacious and like get curious about the things that spur your passion. Like, if you're into, I don't know, dancing or singing or coding or tech or podcasts or whatever like do that thing as much as you possibly can and get good enough at it that you can make a following make a living you know as far as like if you want like advice for nfts it's the same it's just be patient like nfts aren't going anywhere if you don't have enough money for the nft you want start saving you know there's a lot of there's a lot of like hurried energy right now everybody wants to like grab the top tokens before they they become even more and more expensive and and you know maybe that will happen but i don't think anything is up only i think the market tends to come back we've seen that in crypto markets and nft markets time and again so you know um time is the most limited resource there is it's the it's the only resource that you can't buy with money and so just understanding that you have that and try to be grateful for that and where you need help, ask for it. You know, like there's plenty of people, whether it's you two or me or, you know, obviously be careful who you engage with online, but like there's a lot of helpful people on the internet. Like the whatever you need is directly in front of you if you're willing to put in the patience and put in the hard work to get there. Yeah. Awesome one advice. Thing I wanna say, one thing I want to say yeah. before we end. I, I love how um Jeremy jeremy you're um you like some people are just all in on cryptocurrency like nfts they're just like oh do this do that do that and i'm like all for life but like you also address the um the negatives the downsides like to do your research to do all that stuff like it's all not 100 x it's not all green every time there is mm -hmm. some scams there's some there's some parts in there that aren't that likable and i'm glad that you're addressing that because as a kid yes. you could be seeing 
all the good news but not addressing the bad news, which is important, and that's one of the major things that people always criticize about NFT um, creators and influencers. They always mention the good but never mention the bad. I'm so glad that you're mentioning the downside, the oh, yeah. bad things about NFTs yep. that could affect kids if they get in. Also, let's mention Jeremy's <laughs> epic technique where he wears his headphones like that. <laughs> well, it's just because I like this hat, and I can't. I don't want to ruin my hat. It's just... It's not a technique. It's a, it's a workaround. Um, I really have to run into this meeting, but but I'm glad that you I'm glad that you make this podcast. I'm happy to come on whenever you guys want. Just just ping me. We can we can do this again. I know this was brief, and um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. And if you want to like oh, learn about like v, if you're listening, you want to learn about V Friends. I'm Jeremy Nose. Hey, Ben. Yeah? You know what just really puts a smile on my face whenever we do our podcasts? What? Uh, when people leave a review. Because I just love the positive information. Oh, the yeah. The positivity reviews that people give because it really puts a smile on my face. And I really... Yeah. Um, that's really one of the things that helps me keep going in the NFT community because there can be a lot of hate in this world. So whenever you just leave a review with a nice positive message, it really puts a smile on our face. And we're glad that you're supporting our brand. So we just want to thank the people that gave us a review. And we would love it if you listening would give a review if you haven't already.